I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome to the Alenials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And we are here again another week to talk to all of our adoring fans about uh, life, love, and cooking. We're talking about cooking this week. Isn't that what we usually do, Seth? Every okay, week? I've got, a, I've got a conspiracy theory. Okay. Alright. So, we're talking about cooking, right? Sure, okay. yeah. Okay, so you go to the store. Mm-hmm. And you want to buy, like, some meat to go in your food, right? Of course. Let's say you want to buy shrimp, mm-hmm. right? You don't have time for raw shrimp that you got to peel and cook and do all that. So you buy a frozen bag of cooked shrimp, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So these shrimp come in different sizes, ranging from extra small all the way to jumbo. Mm-hmm. Okay. For us, sounds pretty standard, right? Sure. But suspiciously... Every time you go to the grocery store, they're sold out of the small size. So they only have extra small, medium, large, extra large, and jumbo. Mm-hmm. No small. Now, is this a bag of shrimp or size of shrimp? Size of shrimp. Okay. So the shrimp, the bag is always the same size, but the shrimp inside are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my theory is that the company that makes these uh, frozen cooked shrimp, they... Uh, the money they use to pay off like senators and like congressmen, they put in the small cooked shrimp fund in all their uh, books. But then the small sh- cooked shrimp don't even actually exist. Oh shit! You zeroed in on it, Seth. This is where it's all going. I know. I think I've actually figured out something very big because the uh, same company makes raw shrimp, and they have all the sizes of the raw shrimp every time. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the small cooked shrimp are the ones that are out. But I bet if you look at the books, they're selling like gangbusters. I feel like you need to call the Chicago Tribune or something. I feel like I might call something a little more local. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a national story. We got to break yeah. this thing Chicago, wide open. I don't, I don't have any long distance minutes, so <laughs> like I can call Chicago. Do long distance minutes still exist? I don't even. I don't have minutes still exist. That's a good point, man. You know what I've always wondered, though? When they have these different sizes of shrimp, has anybody ever thought about the oxymoron of a jumbo shrimp? Uh, Has anybody? Yes. Everyone has made a jumbo (laughs) shrimp joke. Also, I I feel like they need to point out every time we talk about shrimp in any capacity, that shrimp are the cockroaches of the ocean. They are literal bugs, and we are eating them uh, as a delicacy. But you would not eat a land roach. Or, sorry, a land shrimp. You wouldn't do that. By land shrimp, you mean roach. Exactly. Yes. It's like how you wouldn't eat a land lobster, which is just a scorpion. 
I bet some people eat scorpions. Scorpions don't actually have any meat. Uh, they eat them in China. Uh, yeah, but they don't actually. They don't have meat though. They don't have like, you know, like oh, I'm gonna cut this up and put it in a barbecue kind of meat. I've always wondered if they were big enough, would they have meat? If they were big enough, I wouldn't care to find out. <laughs> well, I just want to say that. Let's say that grasshoppers are the size of dogs. Would they be big? Would they? Would they have like grasshopper steaks then? Like would they have? But I saying, but their bodies aren't made that way, are they? Or like would they change because of their size? I'm just wondering if we're saying they don't have they don't have any meat on them, and there is meat there, but it's like just not enough that it's worth even getting at. Because I feel like if a dog were really small. Mm-hmm. It would still have the same like meat type. It's like body consistency or whatever. Yeah, I think the kind of protein you find out of a bug and out of a uh, mammal are just different. So pretty much, the future of eating bugs is going to have to always be like grinding them up into something else. Yeah, because bugs are actually, from what I've heard, a pretty good source of protein. They have a, a comparable amount to regular like you know beef and chicken and all that kind of stuff you eat normally. It's no, just man. people are kind of grossed out by the fact that they're bugs. No, nah, dog. Uh, beef and chicken have incredibly poor amounts of protein compared to bugs. Like, really? a piece of bug is like almost all protein, whereas a cow or a chicken like has a bunch of like fatty tissue and like useless stuff yeah. in there. Not useless, but like non-desirable. Whereas bugs, straight protein. But isn't it great that we like we're saying bugs, we're saying like cows. Like we're not even saying what type of bugs. We're just like a piece of bug. You know, just any bug you find, just eat it. It's sure. good for you. Why not? Yes. Eat a cricket. Take it out of the ground. Eat it right now. You'll be fine. You, you would be fine. Sure. I don't know if it would taste good. Oh, probably not. You should be fine. But, I, hey, you t- I'll tell you what. You could deep fry anything. Yeah, I bet if you, if you like, fry or even, like, a, do, like, a nice grill of, like, a cricket, put some salt on it, I bet it's not bad. Yeah, I agree. I'd want to get the juicy parts out of it. I'd want to dry those out. Make it crunchy. Yeah, maybe smoke it. There you go. Boom. Like a cricket. Like um, a, I mean, I make, they make cricket chips already by grinding them up, but I want an yeah. actual cricket that is a chip. I want. And, and hey, how about bug jerky? Bug jerky. Dry yeah. it out and everything. Hmm. That'd be nice. That'd be a good idea. I mean... I think, I think the future is going to be eating bugs. Like, I, lo- I love meat, but, like, we're going to run out of fucking cows. We're going to run out of fucking land for cows to live on, dude. Like, That's true. The future is going to have to be eating, like, bugs or some kind of, like, Or, like, meat will be growing a lab. Yeah. Right, yeah. We can't carry on with the, our <laughs> incredibly fucking wasteful ways of... The thing is, cow farts contribute so much to global warming. Isn't it's irresponsible. It's, like, it's something you hear when you're, like, in second grade, and you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then you realize, oh, it's actually, like, really fucking bad. Yeah. It's like, these cows are going to fucking kill us, like, slowly. Yeah. In more ways than one. Not through fucking heart disease. Oh, no. You're going to die of the global warming first. Uh, So you think cows are going to be the first to go? Yeah, man. They're big and stupid, and their bodies aren't very efficient at processing uh, or yeah. tur- at being turned into food. So yeah, they take up a lot of space. It's kind of hard to process them. So let's start. Let's grow beef first, and then worry about growing stuff like chicken. And the sad thing is, we've we've bred the cows to be so fucking like docile and stupid. There, there's no way they survive outside of captivity. Oh no, cows are cows are hopeless. 
they are going extinct. We used to raise cows. Remember how dumb they are? Yeah, they're pretty. Like you, you like you just give them food and they'd hit you. It's like <laughs> I'm giving you food. Don't hit and they, me. And it's like it's like it's like a, almost like a zombie horde from TV or whatever. When cows are getting fed, They'll, they'd walk into anything. They don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. They'll walk over each other. They'll fucking knock each other down to get food. There's no, like, there's no love. We've bred all that out of them. It's all just, like, survival at this point. Yeah, cows are wild. But long-lived <laughs> cows, or short-lived cows, I should say. Yeah, they'll probably be gone before the end of the century. Oh, you think it's going to take that long? Uh, I think some people will try and preserve them, like, on farms and stuff, and they'll fight to keep them... Uh, in captivity or whatever, but there's just no way that in the long run, there's no wild cows anymore from an arena great with. So they're just done. Guess how long I give them. How long? Next year. <laughs> no more cows. Next year, mad cow disease everywhere. Except it's the cows. Right. Yeah. But they're going to be, they're going to be gone is what I'm saying. I mean, you know, mad cow disease kills cows, right? They also kill people. That's a, Here's a question. Here, something for you, science question. How does bad cow disease affect people? Um, first of all, you said science question as if I'm a science expert. Like, you're like, oh, that's, not, that's something I want to ask you for once. We're, we're pulling our knowledge here. I don't know. People might, you know. Did I, have I told the story about Prairie Home Companion before? I don't think so. Okay. So, if I have, I'm so sorry. But for a long time, you know what Prairie Home Companion is, right? Yeah. What is it? Tell me. It's a radio program, right? That talks about, yeah, like, like, rural life. Yeah, it's like a boring radio program that, like, nobody mm-hmm. fucking likes except for really boring people. Um, I didn't know that, though. For a long time. And I cannot explain this train of thought, so don't even ask me to. But for so long, I had it in my head that a Prairie Home Companion was, like, when a, let's say a, like an old person who lived on a farm, like their spouse died, and it was just them left, like they were a, a widow or a widower, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that a prairie home companion was when they had like a pet that they fucked. <laughs> what? I once again, do not ask me how I got to this conclusion. This is Mabel. She's my prairie home companion. Exactly. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> If you'll I thought it was like a thing. Just about five. No, make it three minutes. Yeah, I gotta take a shower after. Um, <laughs> but that's what I thought it was for so long. So maybe that's how they. That's that's maybe that's where I thought mad cow disease came from. People who had cows as their prairie home companions. Fuck, man, that's wild. But yeah, so I, I don't think that's gonna be from mad cow. I don't think they're gonna die from mad cow. I think we're gonna be like, okay, no more of them. Next, the 20, 2020 is gonna be the year. Where we're going to be like, you know what? We care about the environment now. Or we're going to make all these kind of cool regulations to keep the world running. Don't you think? The Holocaust, but for cows. Yes. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want Ben to use that in theme song. <laughs> the cow Holocaust <laughs> is coming. Don't you worry. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I think 2020 is when we're going to turn it around, Seth. That's going to be the really year when Trump gets it together and decides, Hey, you know what? I don't want... I, I'm not going to die... Before the world ends and I won't care anymore because I'm a crazy solipsist. No, no, no. I I need to preserve life for everyone. And we're going to fucking turn this bad boy around. They're yeah. going to pass the Green New Deal. 
We're gonna fucking uh, shut down all the coal plants. Definitely gonna do that. We're gonna stop. We're gonna stop using gas entirely. Every person in America gets an electric car. It's happening. Okay, so uh, you just brought up an interesting point: the Green New Deal, mm-hmm. um, spearheaded by uh, let's, let's call it the socialist firecracker that is Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Um. And she's got a new plan for a way to fund it. Uh, you've heard about this. What, what was it? Uh, wants to impose a seventy percent uh, marginal tax rate on the on the basically the top one percent, even less than that to be honest. And what do you the think about this? I think that hey, you know what? Back during World War Two, we taxed those fuckers eighty nine percent. All right, yeah. this is nothing new. It's it's the it's been the way it's this way since it was the eighties, and in the eighties it was the fifty percent, and then you know Reagan brought it down to an insane amount, and I think this is a perfectly viable. I mean, here's the thing, it's not going to pass, and it also uh, I don't think it goes far enough uh, in the direction, but. I think it more than anything else serves a very important role in our discourse of like shifting the argument to the left because she said this and normally in in America, crazy leftist policies, like even Bernie Sanders shit, just like he would say it and then people would like, yeah, that sounds good and move on. But she has said it and the media has been losing their minds over it and it's been discussed and talked about and everyone's fucking weighing in and some people that I would not expect seem kind of excited about it, like liberals. But also, it's just like, it's raising this, it's putting the idea in the, in the American consciousness that we have to do something about this. We have to raise taxes on the rich. And I'm just glad that's happening. I'm glad, I'm glad we're at least having the conversation and starting this leftward shift. Yeah, and I mean, we it, it's pretty apparent at this point that not only are the Republicans scared, but the media is also scared of AOC. That's true. Yeah, I um, agree. Just in just in the past week since she said that since she said that was her plan, they like they keep trying to discredit her. And in one of the stupidest moves ever, decided to release a video of her when she was in a high school dancing and having fun with her friends. And they're like, she's not fit for this. It was she, like we don't have to listen to her. It was like a, like a college video of her, and they were doing some kind of like meme, I guess, that I missed, where like you you copy the dancers from the Breakfast Club, and it's like, it's like there's, I mean, first of all, I didn't see that many actual conservatives getting mad about it. They just kind of seemed, they kind of seemed like they were like buzz, like weirded out by this whole situation. But what they, what cannot be denied, I think, is more than their their hatred or saying she's silly, is the sheer horniness these people have for her. Yes. Left and right, but right especially can't deal with their complicated feelings towards Alexandria Ocasio Cortez because she gives them boners and they don't they don't like it. Yeah, and then um, who was it that they're like trying to pin for saying motherfucker? Uh, Rashida Talib. Yeah, and it's like sure she said motherfucker, which yeah, in a country where you're free to say whatever the fuck you want, and. They're getting mad at her for saying motherfucker in a... Well, she was in like a bar, right? Yeah. And our fucking president called a bunch of nations shithole countries in front of the whole world. 
Yeah, that's true. And yeah, well, well, hey, well, whoa, that's fine. That's he had he had to do it. But uh, a woman says something that's on her mind in the privacy of a goddamn bar. Not I mean, obviously it was private, but still, like, you're at a bar. You know, you can say whatever the fuck you want. You live in America, but she says it, and it becomes an issue. Well, even then, I don't give a shit. I mean, she can say it on the Senate floor. Who exactly. cares? Who was it that said the same thing? I think it, I think it was like uh, I don't remember who the fuck it was. Was it Dick Cheney or somebody told somebody to go fuck themselves uh, in the Senate like back in the Bush years? Some Republican guy said, "Go fuck yourself" to somebody yeah. else, and, and like, they just let that pass. Rex Tillerson just said something about Trump being like dumb as shit or something. He so, called like, a fucking idiot. Yeah, fucking idiot. So, like, why is it not a big deal? Like, Rex Tillerson says it, and it's just, like, it's totally different. Well, the reason they're lashing out at Rashida Tlaib is they're scared of her because she represents something that America has really never seen in mainstream politics. And it's that she is uh, anti-Israel. She is pro-Palestinian. She is vocally speaking out uh, against um, uh, uh, unbridled support for, for Israel. Because there's about to be a, law, a, a bill they're trying to pass through Congress, this incredibly dumb fucking bill that would make it basically a, 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 like a, a crime to support BDS, which is a, a movement that is boycotting Israel for a treatment of the Palestinians. And she is vocally like they were not expecting to have any resistance to this to this law, and she is calling it out and like basically causing a big stink. And because she's right in that it is a violation of our First Amendment. Uh, uh, rights to free speech we were able to boycott whoever we want and they hate it they hate that she's actually saying it so all this is just cover it's just it's just an excuse you know to say oh she's she doesn't have decorum or she's improper to like get at her for this her support of palestine yeah and i mean it's literally the same thing that's happening to uh cortez it's they are they represent new dissenting opinions in america that these guys haven't had to deal with in a while. Um, a lot, like we've talked on this podcast, uh, a lot of Democrats and anybody who is, who should have a different opinion to represent their interests just backs down and you know bends over whenever they have to. But these people are being vocal about it and are kind of pointing out a lot of the things that are wrong with our country, and they're not going to shut up about it, and that scares everybody. Yeah, yeah. What a fun thing that happened was that uh, Steve Scalise, who people might know, as uh, a congressman who was shot um, by a, a hero American who uh, uh, took him <laughs> out, hit him right, hit him right, just destroyed his entire genital region uh, with a bullet, uh, who is a Nazi and uh, a homophobe who was ironically enough saved by a, a lesbian woman uh, at, at this at this baseball game he was at. And... Uh, he tried to take uh, Cortez to task for what she said by basically misrepresenting her, saying that she wants all Americans of all tax brackets to give 70% of their income to the government, which, of course, is stupid, and she basically told him that. But the thing is, Steve Scalise kept trying to get in this with her, and he got mad because people on Twitter were making fun of him, like telling her to snipe his ass and all this kind of stuff, and like to knock his crutches out of his hands. But the, so, the funny thing is, Steve Scalise, like the rest of these guys, is only doing this because he's horny. But the thing is, he can't actually properly express his horniness because he has no dick anymore or balls. So, like, it's just this, I guess it's just this vague tingling in his genital region uh, when he sees her, and he can't help it. He hates he hates himself and he hates her for it. That so is Steve Scalise, irony. 
Steve Scalise, uh, America's most dickless and ballless lawmaker, uh, please come on the podcast. We'd love to talk to you about can't, your lack of dick and balls. Can't guys without dick and dicks and balls still like produce some kind of an orgasm? Isn't that like a thing? It just looks uh, weird. I think I think you could like like spurt a little jism out of your out of the whatever ruined hole is left down yeah. there. How do you? How do they mash? Do they just like mash up their little mashed bits to masturbate? No, it's all in your mind, dude. You just you stroke off in your head. Wow, that's that's actually so. People without dicks and balls become like they kind of like have superpowers of their brain. Basically, yeah. So you can, they, you they can jerk yourself off in your brain. In some ways. <laughs> jerk yourself off in your mind, and you shit through a tube. So yeah, it's a trade off. Damn. Wait, why do I have to shit through a tube? Because the bullet also hit his butt. Like, it blew his whole situation out down oh there, dude. Oh, my God. Like, this guy fucking... That's, even, that's better than murdering somebody. You just fucking just, ruined everything. Just destroyed your plumbing. It's like a house. They can't, and just, they can't even... Not only can they not fucking anymore, they can't even shit like a person anymore. Nah, man. Ugh. It's the equivalent of, like, flushing a cherry bomb down a toilet in someone's house. Just ruining their entire plumbing yeah. situation. But, yeah, Steve, Steve Scalise is fucking stupid. Like, wow. Well, yeah, and I saw his tweet too. It was like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a hardworking American who's trying to save up." First of all, hardworking Americans can't save up anymore. There's nothing to, you can't save because everything costs so much. Um, and AOC wants to take all of my money, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'd love to see the definition of a congressman's uh, hard work. What are you really doing? Yeah, and he, like, and he's trying to like he's trying to portray the picture of you know every man joe america construction worker who's going to work you know punches in at 6 a.m leaves at 6 p.m and can provide for his wife and kids on just that job and has a house which doesn't exist anymore no there's nobody who can do that anymore construction workers they, you know your whole family has to work uh just to get by these days so i don't know there, there's definitely this skewed vision of what you can what the american dream actually is um and, I don't know, it's just becoming, it's become, it's become very different, and some people don't want to give up that image because they never had to. Also, very importantly, the difference between Steve Scalise and every man is that uh, most men still have their dick and balls from not yeah. being bought off the because regular, they were Nazi. <laughs> the regular every man can actually piss like a person. Right, yeah, he can go, he go to the bathroom standing up and everything, so one important difference between him and the rest of us. Uh... One other thing I wanted to bring up from uh, the progressive uh, wing of the Democratic uh, Congress is another uh, woman named Ayanna Presley. I think we talked about her a little bit, like briefly in the past. Yeah. Um, she's part of the this whole progressive movement that's, that sprung up. Uh, she is actually has an interesting cause because you know the government still shut down. We're heading towards longest shutdown in American history. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to get really interesting real soon. Uh, but basically the way it's worked in the past is if you uh, worked during this time and weren't getting paid, the, the con- that Congress would approve back pay for you. Like saying, hey, here's money for you in time that you didn't get paid before. But that only applies to certain people in certain positions. And it turns out that janitorial and, uh, and food service people in the federal government don't get that back pay. So they're still coming to work. But there's no promise of back pay for them. They're not going to get that made up. So, 
Ayanna Presley is forwarding a bill through Congress to hopefully get that done for people and get that back pay, get them included from now on in that list of people who, who will get back pay and government shutdowns. And I thought that that was a very, in my opinion, a very, a very good labor friendly, uh, uh, law when you get that passed because those people work hard and I mean, not getting paid sucks real bad. So they need to get, they need to get their back pay. Like simple as that. Yeah, if you work for the government and you don't, you didn't even get a say in the government shutting down, you shouldn't get punished for that. Yeah, and I don't see why we're still paying the congressmen and the fucking senators. They're the ones who got us into this shit. Oh, Same thing for the president. Whoa, 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 you're getting crazy there. Not only that, Congress voted to give itself a pay raise, as it always does. Yeah, when you get what, what, what kind of job is that where you get to vote on how much money you make? Of course, you're gonna want to make more. Like, I mean, to be fair, be up to them. To be fair, that should be every job. I mean, yeah, but and, but it, I don't know. It shouldn't be just one job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, we got to vote ourselves better health insurance and oh nicer seats and everything. Like, fuck off. Wouldn't it be great if one day it was like, yeah, Congress. They all decided to make one dollar this year. That's they all. They all were like, you know what? I've made enough money. Let me just let me just be good this year. <laughs> wasn't that like a thing that trump was like gonna take a dollar for his salary as president or something yeah and donate the rest of it to something dumb yeah something like buy swastikas for babies or something <laughs> i think he was gonna donate to something stupid like it's probably something heinous like uh ice or border patrol agents pensions or yeah. some shit Remember that one time he gave like a couple thousand dollars to the parks department of the or whatever it is the tech the, the department of the interior or whatever, yeah. Because the parks were underfunded and it was like they did the math. And I was like, this is enough to buy seventeen feet of concrete path. Like, is nothing. It's gonna be pretty nice seventeen feet though. <laughs> you say so, man. Oh man. What a time. What a time to be alive. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, the more that every day, uh, things just get dumber. And, I mean, that's how it's gonna be, you know? We're gonna keep seeing more and more dumb shit. And 2019 is shaping up to be quite the dumb year. Oh, by the way, Seth, how do you feel about foot fetishists? It's, it's funny that you asked. Oh, Yeah. I mean, not really. I have no story for this, but I will say this. Um, it's a topic that gets brought up a lot in the circles that I run in. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, we run, we run in circles and look at our feet and we're like, well, isn't it crazy people have feet fetishes? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly how it happens. Um, but I have no problem with them. I'm like, you know. Hey, what if you're into such? As long as what you're into isn't like you know children, I think you're doing all right. Uh, shout out to R. Kelly. Um, oh damn! Yeah, there's there's a lot of R. Kelly news coming up over the past couple of days. Um, but yeah, I th- I'm fine with them. What's what, what's going on with foot fetishists? Uh, well, good and bad things. Okay. Uh, uh, one of the one of the people currently being uh, absolutely demolished on Twitter by Ocasio Cortez is CNN contributor Chris Saliza, who is uh, a known creep with a foot fetish. He likes to post pictures of his co-workers in high heels, like just their feet, on Twitter, and comment on it, which is disgusting. 
and you should probably be throwing it to a, a gulag for that kind of behavior. Yeah, a re-education just, camp. Weird. <laughs> uh, basically, he he uh, posted a tweet where he took a, con- a, a tweet, or, uh, or sorry, a tweet, a, uh, a comment of Ocasio Cortez, and kind of cut it down. And she said, well, "Why don't you include the full context?" And he said, "Well, there wasn't enough room in the in the tweet for it." And so somebody proved that there was. And he has yet to respond to why he decided to selectively edit her her words to seem worse. Uh, but again, another another thing with foot fetishists and Ocasio Cortez, and she's at the center of everything right now, apparently, is some people on uh, a subreddit. I believe it's called R slash Drama. Is this is that right, Seth? Is that one? And, I mean, there's there any word is a subreddit, and I do believe that's one of them. R slash Drama. Uh, they were saying that they had found a, a nude selfie from Ocasio-Cortez and were posting it and saying, this is her, right? This is her. And it was disproven, if you can believe this, by a foot fetishist who basically said... Mm, he did said, the research. He did, actually. He did do the research. And it's it's one of, those, one of those things where you have to admit that sometimes we give them a bit of a bad rap, but sometimes foot fetishists can actually accomplish something good. And we need them. Uh, if you really think about it, sometimes we really do need them. And I'll I think my foot fetish is, is like, hey, if you have a foot fetish, that's fine. But if somebody like picks on you about it, you gotta take that, okay? <laughs> it's just it's a funny thing, okay? But another There's thing, a... I found this out. Every time I like, I hear actresses talk on like podcasts sometimes, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm on. It's so creepy because there's something called Wiki Feet. Have you heard of this? I'm about to talk about it, but yes. Okay, so yeah, they like go in there and it's like a, they find pictures of celebrities' feet and they rate them. But the thing about WikiFeet is like almost every celebrity has like a five out of five. So like, do foot fetishists literally just like all feet, or do they like, or do they get picky? Tell me. Um, I think that uh, if you're famous, your feet are just better. That's true. You have a you have like a foot person who like makes sure your feet are nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, but here's this great quote, okay? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is from the guy who, uh, <laughs> who, who figured it out. Okay. He says here, I'm a contributor to WikiFeet, and even I have never seen a, a second toe like that. Reddit user jokes on you commented on the post. They then linked to a known photo of Ocasio-Cortez's feet and implied that the feet in the r slash drama post couldn't possibly belong to her. I asked jokes on you how they spotted the difference. Quote, I've sucked enough toes in my life to recognize when something doesn't look right. Wow. They then told me, they then told me in a Reddit direct message, quote, because we can't Dorsey or Plantar Flex our second to fifth toes independently, I knew it wasn't a matter of the toe being bent. I thought that maybe she has some form of brachiodactyl, but her feet, her, her wiki feet page has clear evidence to the contrary. So it was clear to me that it wasn't her feet. What are these words? I mean, are I know those a dinosaurs bit. <laughs> or feet things. I know a little bit because I used to work with with prosthetics and orthotics. But this man knows his shit. Yeah, I like how you're like, oh yeah, I used to work with prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Let me see if Wiki Wiki feet is a bookmark on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, as a person with only one foot, Seth, I have certain needs. <laughs> <laughs> he, you live vicariously. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> I lost my foot. Porn. 
And now I really didn't have to look at pictures of feet and not women's feet. I want the man feet. I want to imagine what it was like if I had two healthy man feet. Yeah. You just love, you just love looking at feet, man. It's like, man, wouldn't that be crazy? Look at that man out there with two feet walking around. You never saw me jerking off during the Hobbit movies? (laughs) The Lord of the Rings? What? All the big, hairy, naked Hobbit hairy. Hobbit man feet, yeah. I Big, guess that makes sense. Hairy, throbbing, hard Hobbit feet. Okay. <laughs> I think we're saying the word feet too much. We're gonna Probably. get we're gonna get on a list of certain podcasts. They're gonna put us on the super explicit tag on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so foot fetishes doing some something bad and something good. So in the end, it all comes out in the wash. The wash of the feet. Oh, like a foot bath. A thing that exists. Yeah. I've seen them. Uh, so, Seth, I was going to ask you, what's been going on uh, in your area as a correspondent? Anything interesting happening over in uh, P-sports or eSports? Uh, P-sports and eSports. Um, well, P-sports are sad right now because uh, LeBron James is still out with a groin injury. Um so the Lakers have been winning that many games. Um, they beat the Warriors they, at one time, right? Yeah, they did, and that was such an anomaly at this point. Uh, as to how they did it without LeBron, they did become the first team that LeBron James was on to win without him playing in two years. Wow. Um, but yeah, that sucks. Uh, they 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 suck. Team sucks. They need LeBron back. I mean, any team that has LeBron needs him back. Um. And eSports, um, the first a slew of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate tournaments happened recently. Um, people are kind of developing the meta and uh, showing what characters are strong, which happens to be almost every one of them. Um, and so that's, that's pretty fun. Um, I've heard a Wolf yeah. is really good. Yeah, Wolf is an intriguing character. He hasn't like placed very highly at any events yet, but... He has potential, like, his combo game is really good, and he has potential to um, push a couple of players to their limits. So I'm excited to see, like, once people actually get the tech down, what he's going to be like in tournaments. Because I've played him a couple of times, he's very fun, and he has a lot of moves that, like, can, can string together and make, make some pretty good uh, pretty good options. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be pretty fun eventually. But, yeah, right now the, uh, the, the top dogs are, like, Peach and Ike and Wario, surprisingly. Um, winning uh, and Pichu actually winning quite a few tournaments. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I love the game still. Um, I, I play it online like every night, and it's just it's fun, man. Sometimes you'll just get absolutely fucking ass blasted, not know why, and then the next game you'll ass blast somebody and not know why. And it's yeah, it's a fun time. I would have thought Vorey would be like a joke character. He has been for a while, but in, in like I said, Smash Ultimate, the character diversity is so good that, you know, you can play almost anybody, and Wario, you know, if you've got the skills, you, you uh, apparently you can take him pretty hard. The first European tournament was won by a Wario player, so, huh. yeah. I'm also surprised to hear that Peach is doing so well. Oh yeah, Peach might be the best character in the game right now, I think. Um... She didn't win the first North American, or not the first North American, but the first really big tournament in North America. She got second place, but uh, very, very a lot of potential in that character once uh, once the tech is down. What's the other character everyone was so afraid of? The the female dog character. 
Isabel? Isabel, I heard, was very scary, like, the first week or so. Yeah, she, her and, uh, she's, she's an, uh, an echo fighter, which means she has, she's, she's not an echo villager, but she has a lot of similar moves to the, the villager character, because they're both from the Animal Crossing games. And yeah, they basically just have a bunch of silly stuff you can do, and uh, yeah, so if you just like want to just have some fun and do some wacky shit, they're they're always good characters to play. Okay. Yeah, I have not been playing it online because I, I am shamefully very bad, but I'm still trying to get better and practice yeah. it a little bit. How about you? Are there any uh, any news coming out of the tea games world? <laughs> uh. Well, Magic the Gathering had a Grand Prix the other day. And you won, had... I heard. <laughs> I, I've never set foot in any kind of competitive Magic setting, but... That's not true. Ooh, what do you mean? I, played, I guess I played some drafts in the past, but that's, played, that's pretty much... You played some Friday Night Magic back in the day. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like Wizards of the Coast sponsored or anything, which you, you had your time. Technically, they are kind of sponsored because you can earn points by playing them and will tri- will qualify you for pro tours. Oh. But like, it's one of those things where it's like a brain dead monkey could make it into a pro tour qualifier, and then mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> funny because you never did. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Uh, but I mean, even if I had, it would be like oh, first round knockout, like. Two days of playing, like you're probably going home on the first day in a pro tour yeah. qualifier because it's like, hey, here's going to 300 matches. Hopefully, you make it past that first one. Uh, but the thing with the GP ending was so funny. It's a play like basically in Magic, uh, games are, or matches are decided uh, best two out of three games, right? Uh, to see who wins. And the funny thing was that the, the the two decks were like, is it Drake's and uh, uh, some dumb KCI bullshit. Which, it was too long to explain how KCI works. The, you, I, I've watched the combo and play myself, and it, it's ridiculous. Uh, but the KCI player uh, conceded after the after they lost the first game because they had to they had to catch their fucking plane to go back home. They were like, "I can't stick around to finish this giant uh, uh, you know Grand Prix li- last match. I'll just take a certain portion of the money and I gotta go. Bye." Yeah, that, that actually happens. Um, that happens actually quite a bit with Smash tournaments because some of the players, especially like when the big hap- big tournaments happening in America, some of the players are from like Sweden and like all over Europe and Japan, and they have like these long international flights. And then other players, even like ones who live in America, they have. You know, it's a Sunday night. Some of them have jobs in their home state. They might be, you know, in a tournament in Michigan, but live in Florida and have to get back home. So they'll, like, have to bop out before grand finals. Or some of them will, like, intentionally, like, play dumb characters um, uh, in their bracket because they don't have time to actually take the game seriously after you get on a flight. So, yeah, it's actually uh, not an uncommon thing in Smash either. It's called sandbagging, correct? Yes. But the funny part was they were streaming this event, and when the concession happened, the, the announcers were very confused. They looked stunned because like they had like another hour or so scheduled of, of commenting, and then like it cut back to them, I guess, accidentally at one point when it should have been showing like the interview with the winner, and they just had their hands in their hands. They just couldn't believe because <laughs> this does not happen like it happens to smash this does not happen in magic like because the, the, the prize money for winning is like forty thousand yeah, so dollars that's like, like a that's like a whole well, that's like one new deck for a player so that's pretty important 
And so, yeah, they were very surprised to see this happen. And I just love the fact that the camera cut back and then quickly cut back to the player because they were not supposed to be seen. Uh, it's kind of a slapdash operation from Wizards, but uh, it's it's still fun to watch sometimes. I do like the idea of, like, if I was the announcer of that tournament, they'd be like, okay, you have to fill an hour. I'd be like, hell yes. <laughs> I would just get in front of the crowd and I would I would just, I would just do this podcast. <laughs> Be like, all right, let's talk about socialism. <laughs> let's start reading from Mal's little red book. <laughs> we'll see how far we get before I'm tackled by security uh, and uh, an excise from the uh, from the yeah. building. Anything else you want to talk about, Seth? Any 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 more stories from from your your world? Man, I don't know. Yeah, we uh we we exhausted all of our. Louis C.K. and Interstellar material last week. <laughs> oh, uh, fucking big, big, uh, big ups to Andy Samberg. You heard about this, oh, right? Oh, yeah. What happened there, Seth? Yeah, last night him and uh, Sandra O oh hosted the Golden Globes, which are a trash award show, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but in his, I don't know, if, I guess it was in the opening monologue when they were just like kind of riffing on all the stuff that happened this year. He said, uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say the whole thing because I can't remember all the he talks very fast at one point. Basically he was like, you know, seeing a movie called Black Panther that opens up in Oakland, uh, I didn't get what I was expecting. Uh, he's like, Ryan Coogler, what what'd they do all this? He's like, Yeah, but in reality all the Black Panthers were uh framed by the government for crimes and all murdered, so they're not around anymore. And it was he just says this joke offhand and then just they just go to the next thing. Yeah. It was wild. And I was like I was like, hot damn, that's like some super hot fire coming out of Andy Sandberg there. And Sandio's just looking very, very stiff while this is going on. Yeah, a bit, yeah. also, uh, big ups to Sandio, my dude. She's on this show called Killing Eve. You've seen it. I was going to ask you to like pitch it to, the, pitch it to our audience real quick. I'll pitch it to the audience real quick. Alright, so it's a show. I think... That's all they need to know. Mm-hmm. It's a show. Okay, but yeah, it's called Killing Eve. And um, it is about an MI5 operative, weirdly enough, not British, uh, played by Sandra O, oh, who's completely American, um, who is tasked with tracking down um, what the British intelligence believes to be a world-renowned assassin, basically. Um, she, uh, This assassin played by uh, Jodie Comer, I believe is how you say her name. Um, named Villanelle of all things, uh, very on the nose, and it's the the description of the show kind of sells itself as like a cat and mouse between the two of them, which it kind of is. But the show really takes a a different approach to how it portrays the relationship between the intelligence and the criminal. It's almost in a way that the show Hannibal gets to. If you ever seen that show between the main character and Hannibal Lecter, um, where they almost, where there's like just, there's just, they just play off of each other so well eventually, and and the show culminates in a very incredible moment. Like the last five minutes of the show were just so amazing. But yeah, it, it's there's a very interesting dynamic between the two main characters, and it's it's just like it's. I mean, I, I watched the whole show in one sitting, like eight episodes on Hulu, watched all back to back to back. It was very very good and. I'm glad that Sandra Oh actually won um, Best Actress in a Drama for Killing Eve. 
Yeah, uh, Seth talked about the show, and I loved it. I was not into the description of the show, but then I started watching it on your description, on your recommendation, and I was hooked within the first fifteen minutes. I, I was absolutely into it. It's such a great show. It's very good, and um, it's actually so good that uh, so it's not on Netflix. It's on Hulu though, because it's the BBC show, and Hulu got a contract to show it. But it was so good that after the Golden Globes, Netflix tweeted. To go watch it on Hulu because of how good it is. <laughs> just it just goes to show you that some things transcend competition and capitalism. <laughs> and you compared it to uh, to Hannibal, which yes. is a show that is so richly and deeply infused with homoerotic energy. Yes. and so is Killing Eve. Just yeah, not- the show is no different in that respect. Yes, it is. Uh, but what I, I thought was interesting was it's a spy movie. It's your, it's your typical spy versus spy. Like uh, when you look at it from the very broad top level down, it's spy versus spy stuff. But it's you can tell the people who worked on it, uh, the show anyways, were women because there's such a female perspective to everything that you don't normally see in uh, in movies and not just like, you know, uh, traditional fem like feminine uh, stuff. It's like things you wouldn't think about, and they find the humor in those situations, but not in a way that makes fun of of women and their and their sort of like uh, uh, issues and mores. And for that, I mean, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed it. It's not yeah. something you see every day. And one thing is, even though the show is like it's a drama by trade, there's a lot of, a lot of good drama, a lot of good intrigue, but it's really funny too. Like every episode has like a couple of like legit laugh out loud moments. Yeah, it's super. It's it's like all over the place. Yeah, so it's it's a unique show, and I, I think people should check it out because, uh, especially the two leads, like Sandio and uh, Jody Comer, do really really good on the show. Yeah, I was I was, I I was very very happy with the performances there. So, yeah, check it out. But yeah, so Golden Clothes would not have expected Andy Samberg to pop off with like a, a, hi- a history lesson, basically. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for whoever. Uh, assisted with like the writing of the jokes because damn that was uh there's not something i expected to happen on uh you know primetime television especially since uh Andy sandberg's current claim to fame is playing a cop uh, on a tv show a tv show that is not afraid to talk about the problems with cops that is true i i i do think that ultimately brooklyn 99 is a very liberal show yeah but to its credit, it's much more of an office comedy than a cop comedy, if you had to get right, right down to it. Yeah, uh, and they, they've had some episodes where they, they do address that there's issues with the police officers, and they don't they don't just try and glorify them at all times. Especially yeah. since the kind of police officers they are are basically cartoon characters. I think that, they're, that they did an episode, at least one, uh, I think it's, it's just come up a couple times, though, of like the racial dynamics between cops and police officers and cops that are like cops that are, are people of color. Yeah. Uh, I thought those were actually pretty well done for a network comedy, uh, exploring those issues. Yeah. So I mean, any show that's got Terry Crews is going to do it right. So, but it definitely shows that Andy Samberg, at least I think has a, a, a knowledge of, uh, the FBI and the CIA's past crimes against, uh, black revolutionary leaders. And, it's just wild to hear that reference at all on on te- television. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't see the rest of the monologue, but I have to imagine that was in stark contrast to what they normally talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very, very much out of character 
for everybody. Uh, so Seth, I got something I want to talk to you about. All right, hit me with it. It's our old buddy, our old pal, Julian Assange. Ah, yes. I think I've heard some inklings about this. A man who lives in an Ecuadorian bathroom. A man who was told once by the Ecuadorians when he asked us to have a cat that he was not responsible enough to own a cat. Uh, <laughs> just all these kinds of things about, about Julian Assange. Well, he's come out with a list now of things that it, it will be false and defamatory to say about Julian Assange. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Seth, do you want to hear a couple of selections from the list of things you, you are not allowed to say about Julian Assange? I would love to hear all of them, but give me the hits. Oh, my God, Seth. There's literally like six pages of these things. Oh, my God. So, starting off, it's so great. It is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange is not an Australian citizen. Okay. Starting off strong here. Weird. It is false and defamatory to deny that Julian Assange is the sole founder of WikiLeaks. It is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange is not the sole first inventor of cryptographically sealed drop boxes to protect whistleblowers and journalistic sources. Okay. It is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange's profession is computer programmer. Wait, his profession is computer programmer? Yes. Okay. What is his profession? It doesn't say. Okay, I mean, I never thought he was a computer programmer, so I don't know how that was the misconception. Uh, here's a great one, okay? Referencing what I said. It is false and defamatory to suggest Julian Assange filed a lawsuit or any other measure against Ecuador over his pet cat laundry or cleaning. In fact, his cat is not at the embassy since before the protection case was even filed. What, what is the deal with this man's cat? What What is happening? <laughs> I don't... Dude, he, he wanted a cat. He, he already has a cat back at his home, which you can't go back to because he's a rapist. And he wanted to have his cat, and they were like, "No, you cannot have your cat. You're it's not. You're not clean enough to do this." My lord. Um, here's a great one. It is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange has ever called to overthrow the Spanish state by calling for the independence of Catalonia. In fact, he never called for the independence of Catalonia. I didn't even know any of these things were being said about Julian Assange. It is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange bleaches his hair. Okay, come on. <laughs> it is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange's mother is or ever was a hippie. It's also, uh, I'm going to say, uh, you can't say Julian Assange was ever a hacker. Can't say that. Okay. It, okay, Seth. It is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange has ever walked into an embassy room, meeting room in his underwear. I just have one question about this list. Okay. Who asked for it? <laughs> who is this list? I feel like this is like a subtweet in a way. Like who was asking for this? <laughs> Dude, this is 600 subtweets rolled into one document. And also, who is saying all of this stuff? So Who is still talking about Julian Assange? Would you believe me if I told you it gets better? Oh, I, I can't even believe it, but I'll, I will try. 
It is false and defamatory to suggest that Ecuador asked Julian Assange to improve his hygiene. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange stinks. <laughs> and here's a great little list of, of things you can't say that he is. Far left or far right. An anarchist. A racist. An anti-Semite. A misogynist or sexist. A pedophile. A rapist. Burp, 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 alert. That's that's definitely true. Murderer. Communist. Member of the Muslim Brotherhood. Or that he has ever tortured a cat or a dog. Okay, so what I want to know is what are the repercussions for saying these things? Oh, Julian Assange will sue you. Julian Assange's profession is computer programmer. <laughs> oh, and he's a rapist. Oh, Seth. It is false defamatory to, to, uh, to suggest that Julian Assange does not use cutlery or does not wash his hands. That's a two-for-one right there. You can't suggest that he lives or has ever lived in a basement cupboard or under the stairs. So you do realize that this means that all of this stuff is true. It definitely fucking is. You do realize this means that everything... That means that he has been asked several times to improve his hygiene and he doesn't ever use cutlery and he doesn't wash his hands. <laughs> I, I, can you imagine what it's like like having to work next to this where yeah. this man lives if this is the shit he's saying you can't say about him? Yeah, this is like... This is like the O.J. Simpson If I Did It book. Yes, it's, it like, is. it's like, yeah, well, weird, weird thing to do there, man, who got away with a heinous crime. Here's a list of things I definitely didn't do. Oh, no. Here, here's a here's an itemized list of things that are not true about me. Yeah. I don't know why you would say them. Exactly. Because... They're false and defamatory. <laughs> oh, this is good right here. Okay, this is a, this is a good one. It is false and defamatory to suggest that WikiLeaks or Julian Assange has ever published, uttered, or tried to promote an alleged conspiracy theories claiming John Podesta engaged in satanic rituals, the Democratic Party had Seth Rich killed, Clinton wore earpieces in 2016 election debates, or Clinton's health, or Clinton's kidnapping children. So wait, this is a list of things you can't what? That have, they have never said. They've never said it, uttered it, or suggested okay. it. So. <laughs> what? What is what Not WikiLeaks. Clinton, like Clinton kidnapped kids or something? Dude, this is all shit they, <laughs> that they fucking said. It's so good, dude. <laughs> It's a list of a list of my. It's this is literally my crimes. Dot text. Yeah, that's just. Oh, oh, here's a great one, Seth. It is false and defamatory to suggest that Julian Assange has ever played soccer or used a skateboard during weekdays or office hours at the embassy. Okay, what is this? <laughs> well, you say what you want about me, but don't you ever imply that I've played soccer on a weekday. <laughs> Which, I mean, you just know this fucker was kicking around a soccer ball at like 3pm on yeah. a Wednesday. When I look at Julian Assange, I think a natural athlete. <laughs> I think a man who was born to ball. <laughs> I don't think greasy, fucking white-haired yeah. slob. I don't think man who... Committed several crimes, including rape, and got away with it. 
Or is trying to get away with it, I should say. I don't think Geralt from The Witcher's ugly inbred cousin. I was actually just about, I was about to say, if you didn't say inbred, I was going to add that. <laughs> but yeah, for Oh sure. my god. So yeah, Julian Assange has published, this list is incredible. I could I could read every single one of them. They're They're amazing. Uh, but I just kind of like, I wanted to highlight some of the best ones that are on here. My lord. What a guy. So don't talk shit about Julian Assange, Seth. You think I would get him to sue the Illinois podcast? It would make us incredibly famous. It would, and he'd get nothing out of it. That's true, we don't have anything to take. Sorry, it Julian. Would, it would be not worth your time, but please do it. Because it sounds we're just, funny. We're just poor communist rednecks. We have nothing to give you. You could have my collection of magic cards. Oh yeah, that might be worth like seventeen dollars at this point. Dude, you're not kidding. I looked at the prices on all my rares. <laughs> There's like nothing. I have garbage. Yeah, rare my ass. <laughs> well, they added mythic rare at some point, so it's like oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's like every pack has one rare, right? But every pack, but one in fifteen packs is a mythic rare. It's like, fuck off. Oh my god, they were trying to milk us. Uh, yeah, like a fucking cow. Uh, but Seth, you got any other points you want to hit tonight? I do not. I think we've hit most of it now. Okay. Um, so yeah. I am, uh, I'm on Twitter. I am at MCSurf. I'm on Twitter, at Life of Seth. Our theme song was done by the talented uh ben powell yep you can find him on twitter at what is it the ben powell i think Mm -hmm. um he has a podcast called southern smackdown where they talk about uh wrestling and they're both from the south so if you're into that uh definitely go check it out our art is done by the ever elusive marcus barkley yes the invisible man markham barkham as he's known in the west don't know if that's true, but I'm, I'm sure it is. You can confer with him. He'll, he'll confirm it. Yeah. Uh, we You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck Kevin Durant and First Reformed. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the Illinois Podcast, baby. We're out. Out.